Yes. Come here, Wayne. Oh. Hey, everyone. It's podcast time, and we're trying to lure in a cat. His name is Wayne. He is big, but I would not call him fat. Not at all. Not at all. We wanted him to jump up on the table while that we're sitting at so he could be on camera so but he could be a star so we can get clicks cats equals views not for us <laughs> <laughs> not enough cats that's true let's just barricade him in this little and i'm room. barely a woman so You're as far as <laughs> pussy goes i'm low on the list and i'm not handsome so what the hell are we doing here? Uh, welcome to Couple We're not of, funny either. Uh, here we go. Welcome to Couple <laughs> of Critics Podcast. I'm Michelle. I'm Sam. And uh, we have our Christmas tree up still because we are recording this before Christmas. That's right. But also, I forgot to put up certain ornaments that were purchased specifically for this tree. And... Um, <laughs> So on the Christmas episode, specifically, does not have these ornaments, but now you get to see them. But it also had Black Santa, and Black Santa has been removed. So for a while, I think we're just going to have a couple of critics podcast tree, just in general, because it has things that represent us. We have Travis at the top still. I added the thing that, uh, the diehard thing that Tom made. Yeah. Yes. Thank you, Tom. Look, and it's reversible. That one's better because the ribbon isn't in his face anymore. Now Old he's going doddering <laughs> brain, Bruce Willis. Poor guy. I saw a friend post the other day. I will die or I'll go to my grave arguing that Die Hard is not a Bruce Willis movie. Ooh. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we've also got Bart, Homer, Garfield, and a uh, little Patrick Renna from The Sandlot. And whoever made these ornaments, because <laughs> we got them at Cracker Barrel. Uh, they made it, and I don't know if this is going to make sense by explaining it, but you know how you have the the little like loopy thread part on top? They have it to where it opens sideways. So if you just have that open normally, the side of the ornament is facing you instead of the front of the ornament. It doesn't make any sense. So all of the ornaments have to be like positioned weird so they're facing forward since naturally they do not want to do that and they're not made to for some reason. Can I can I try to explain that in a Sam sentence? Okay. The orientation of the string makes the ornament hang crooked. Stop trying to sound smarter than me because you're not. <laughs> I'm not trying to sound smarter. I was going to say I sound nerdy and not fun. I know. I just wanted to insult you as well. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know what the plan here is. We're just playing. I've been on this podcast before. We're just playing. I don't around. know if you know this, but I've been on every episode. You have. You've not wanted to be, but you have been on every episode. <laughs> every single one. There was one time where it was almost going to do it without you. Because I was got sick, called off. But so was Anne-Marie. Thank God. I was I was thought I could have done it, but it would not have been fun. You were not looking forward was to not. doing a podcast alone. I would have yelled enough and been like, get out of here. <laughs> no one cares that you're sick. But then if I try to take over and do something fun, like improvise a character, Sam is just like, I can't do this. I had a hard time. If I would have been told beforehand, I would have been ready for it. I don't know if that's true. Yeah, it is true. <laughs> I didn't know I was supposed to transition into you. Or if you're going to try to do Santa the whole time. I was just going to be Santy. I didn't know. Well, it was fun while it lasted. I feel... And you slipped back into Santy throughout the whole episode. I did because I was defiant and I wanted to do what I wanted to do. (laughs) Even if you didn't feel like you could uh, move along. But he was speaking for Michelle. It was fine. 
I, I wish I would. I wish I could go back and redo it and say, hey, are you going to do Santa the whole time? And then I would have ridden along. So it's my fault. So again, welcome to. Couple oh, yeah, of that's, that podcast. is how it turned that, isn't it? Always. Ah. Every fucking time. Every goddamn time. That's why I'm always just like, yeah, I'm at fault. OK, fuck it. Like. And then, and then you're like, oh, why are you mad? And then you get, you're like, oh, well, well now you're mad. You've thrown that at me lately. <laughs> you're mad. And it's just like, well, yeah, I'm irritated because of how you are. But you're like, <laughs> but it's, but like, I'm an it's angel. almost like you're throwing it back at me that I'm, that I'm irritated at you. And then it just makes me even more irritated. Yeah. Because you shouldn't be mad at me. <laughs> oh it wasn't mad and being irritated aren't the same thing. They are the same thing. So when you're already irritated and then someone tells you that you're being or acting a certain way that down. you're not. I'm just saying it's irritating. Hey, you know what? This is Couple of Critics podcast. And that's one of the things that I think a lot of people, including you, forget that it's also the dynamic of us and our coupling. And well, are you stressing the couple in the couple of critics right now? I always try to. Couple of critics. Couple of critics. It's more than just two people. It's also that we are coupled and there's a little more than just two random strangers or two friends getting together. There's there's baggage. It's the is difference that we don't go to our separate homes. We have to go to the same home. No. Even if it got heated, it's not like you get to calm down. You have to like go to a separate room. You know what is interesting about this podcast is that so often it is recorded on Sundays uh-huh. after watching 90 Day Fiance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. You think that sets a tone? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it brings me joy, even though I hate most of the people on the show. Uh, does it does it bring you joy or does it prime you up to be like, now I want to argue? <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think I'm being makes argumentative. It makes me that way. I think I'm just talking. I'm, I'm just like, in, I'm just I'm like, having a conversation. Fuck. I'm like, fuck Jovi. And by the way, fuck you too. Mm-hmm. You do. You do walk through and then you get mad that you're, that you're getting sucked into things. Oh, I do hate but getting sucked into stuff. you get sucked into everything that I watch because you don't put anything on. And I don't really like watch stuff all the time. It's just that when it's on, you know it's of, on. You know of my not being productive guilt that I have. Yeah, I know. If I'm not doing something, I feel like I'm wasting time. And then I end up wasting that time anyway because I think of all the things I have to do and then I just... Kind of don't do anything so that nothing gets done anyway. It is so easy. And I, I do this with housework sometimes, which I, I do stuff regularly, but I will let things kind of get behind a little bit before I get it. And I still vacuum like once a fucking week, but shit gets kind of bad. Like it builds up. I don't necessarily vacuum when I should is there's what I'm saying. four cats and a dog. So there's a lot of hair. Yeah, but you don't either. So um, no, <clears throat> I've given up that fight. Well, you don't have to, you don't give it up, Sam. I like tumbleweeds. <laughs> you have to. It makes me feel like I'm in the wild, wild west when I see a big ball of hair go by and I go, wow, 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 So I think it's easy to just think of all of the things that need to be done and just kind of stress yourself out or wear yourself out just thinking of everything that you're like, I need a break now. <laughs> And then it just doesn't really end up getting done like as fast as or like as soon as it needs to, which I think it's fine is everything eventually gets done. I mean, not on your end. No, (laughs) I like abandoning things. You're terrible. I I remembered yesterday. Oh, yeah. I was doing this thing on Facebook where I was like 
posting uh, rock mm-hmm. and punk Christmas songs. Totally fucking forgot about mm-hmm. it. <laughs> it's been like five or six days mm-hmm. now. I noticed that too. So, I was like, yeah, oh, I guess you just gave up on that. I completely forgot. I lose interest in things and I just go, meh. You also and I end up hating everything I do eventually. It's a... Uh, it's not a fun brain to be in. I know I'm never like, I'm not depressed, but I am constantly irritated. Yeah. <laughs> there are different versions of emotions that you are allowed to feel just because you don't feel sad as much and you feel anger more. But anger is easy and you're not very mature. So it makes sense <laughs> that your brain constantly goes to anger all of the time. <laughs> I'm just well, kidding. if everyone would just get out of my way, then everything would be fine. Sounds about right. As someone who's uh, <laughs> been with you and lived with you for a decade and a half now, I'd say it's easier to just kind of give you space, which we're fine. That's one thing that we thrive with is, thrive! is, all, is not feeling like we have to do things all the time. It feels like we're trying to talk ourselves into that we're okay. <laughs> I think, what are you talking about? I think we're fine. We're good, we're good, right? Yeah, look at example one, example two, example three. I never said good. I said fine. (laughs) Perfect. Perfect. Fine. (laughs) With a capital F. I do like F words. So we are here to review an episode that I am in charge of because I gave Sam an album this week and I knew that Sam wasn't going to be excited about this. I'll just talk to you because you're in the room with me. Uh, I didn't think uh, (laughs) as far as uh, just kind of chipping away at some of these questions early. Okay. Like what I thought when I gave this to you. Uh-huh. Which you did tell me that you were in a conversation <laughs> with someone about how you didn't understand the I guess I I'm paraphrasing of course, but the popularity of this band because you nor your coworker thought that they they just never really impressed you, I guess. Mhm. And then you get a text coming through. Uh, Sam, this is my album. And that album is? Sticky Fingers by the Rolling Stones. <laughs> so I know that giving this to you from the beginning is not going to be something that's going to change your opinion about the Rolling Stones. Okay. I don't think that there's... I don't... Uh, I don't consider the Rolling Stones polarizing. For me, they just exist. They just are. And it doesn't have to be a them versus someone else. It doesn't have to be that their music is necessarily life-changing because there's so many bands that I prefer prefer above them. But I've liked the Rolling Stones for a long time. I I wouldn't necessarily choose a Rolling Stones album over someone like another one if someone was like this or this. I'm probably always going to go in the other direction. But I like them. It's not necessarily about like respect of what they've done in the industry. I just like them. I think that they have some good songs. They're catchy. They get stuck in my head. I'm, I don't care to watch them live because I agree with you. Mick Jagger is nothing worth looking at. And I don't mean that in like... What? When did I say that? In a mean way, but I mean, he's kind of he's kind of just grotesque. <laughs> <laughs> and he like walks around the stage like he's a fucking 14-year-old girl having a tantrum. It's very... <laughs> very weird way of performing Uh um so yeah i will just say before actually starting anything that i i assume this was something that you're not going to change your mind about this is not going to make you like them anymore 
And uh, let's go ahead and get this album started oh, I don't and get see the how you feel. Any of that stuff, or you want me to? I'll t- say it while we listen. I'd like for you to okay. give your opinion as it's more going. All right. Um, so this is their. This is Sticky Fingers. It's the ninth British release and the eleventh American studio release. It came out April nineteen seventy one. Let's start with Brown Sugar, baby. Let's do it, baby. So this was actually the first single. Can't hear shit. Hey, I'm turning it up. There we go. So Sam, <clears throat> what was your feeling when this came through and you were like, oh, I have to well, actually listen to this? Well, let me tell the like how it actually went in that van. Okay. When I'm talking to my coworker, he just brings it up out of nowhere. There's not like, like a song playing. He's like, I don't anything. really like the Rolling Stones. Now, I think I have a memory of saying something to that effect in the past. And I don't know if he listens to this. I don't think he does. But I think he's falling victim to the little Sam. Maybe the Sam crush that's happened a few times. A lot of men who are around you develop man crushes at first, on you. It at happens. first. Yeah. And then they soon realize that I'm quick to not talk to them and leave and ignore them and then they're like oh he's not as cool as i thought no you're just not attached to people that's true. you're more attached to things than you but, are people but sometimes it's more impressionable people they'll take on my opinions of stuff because i'm a very opinionated man and i speak it <laughs> no matter what's going well, I've on i've become a much worse person since i've been with you <laughs> Uh, but he said, I don't really like the Rolling Stones. And I said, yeah, I don't really either. And then you sent me that text. And it was funny that like this just happened at the same time. We didn't get into it much. But since then, I've thought about what my distaste actually is for the Rolling Stones. Okay. I, needed, I needed to sit and figure out what it was because it's unfair. And it doesn't really count if you just go, well, I just don't like it. Which is fair in a way because sometimes you can't put on why you don't like something. Yeah. I figured out it's not I don't like it. Most of it just feels middle of the road to me. And I don't know if that's because I was born in 1985 and by the time I'm logging on like into life and recognizing music, this is old hat. This is... And even in older rock and roll, I don't think, like you were saying, I don't think it stacks up to like a Led Zeppelin. I don't think it stacks up to any, like... I've heard people be like Rolling Stones or The Beatles. No. Like, hands down hands The down Beatles. Hands down The Beatles. And you know me. The same on the, they're not even in the same playing field. No. Um, but their earlier stuff, I mean, you, I, I think that you like songs here and there, like Paint It Black. Okay, yeah, so here's done. what ended up happening. I'll just give you a little preview. I figured out, I find most of it middle of the road. There's a handful of songs that I could just do without because it's just my tastes. Yeah. It doesn't matter that it's the Rolling Stones. It's that type of song mm-hmm. turns me off. I found out that Mick Jagger does not annoy me as much as I thought he did. I started listening to his voice not as the icon I'm supposed to listen... Sorry, I hit the microphone. The icon I'm supposed to listen to him as because when you're told who Mick Jagger, Mick Jagger, he's so like big in your mind. I know he's a small little yeah. thin man, but like... He's supposed to be a huge rock and roll icon, and he is a huge rock and roll yeah. icon. I'm not going to say that he's not, but I think that makes you expect something more than it could possibly be. So for a long time, I would just kind of like shut his singing out even. I wasn't even like really listening to what he was doing. You okay. know, I just was like, yeah, it's a guy singing. And with the Rolling Stones in general, this is one of those bands where I don't hear the instruments 
as their own. It's one big thing, which is good and it's bad for me at the same time. I agree. I think that the instrumentation doesn't specifically stand out as much because it all sounds just kind of jumbled together. Yeah, it's just a sound. And that's fine. And that's good because it's like it's their sound. It's they're all smelting together. It's fine. Yeah. I don't know that it's good. <laughs> but I had there's the whole time I was trying to pick out like, is Charlie Watts a great drummer? I don't know. He sounds like he's on time, but I'm not like impressed by the drum tones. I'm not impressed by any of the fills. Keith Richards, he's a fine guitar player. Am I impressed by the tone? No, I'm not. Am I impressed by any licks that he does? No. What I am impressed by with Keith Richards and possibly Mick Jagger and whoever is in the band. They did a lot of the writing together. They can. Two. Okay, that's good. I like it when bands write together. They can write a song. They know how to write a song. They know how to write a hook. They're not just like... I think they had so many albums because... They're good at writing songs. Some people are just song machines. It's just in their blood for some reason. They can just put stuff out and they don't even have to think about it. It just like comes out of their body. Now, yeah. this is a lot of like blues and rock and roll mm -hmm. cliches, but that's fine. But was it a cliche in 1971? I don't as think it much. was. No. I feel like time hurts the Rolling Stones. Exactly. A lot. Time, time hurts the Who in my mind as well. Yeah. But I like the Who. I Okay. I put the Who and Rolling Stones likability the same but i think for me the who is more artistic so they get an edge in my mind you know i like the artsy person more i think that makes sense i would agree i personally i think i had a i'm pretty positive because i was always a greatest hits kid i had a greatest hits of the who yeah and then i eventually had like a greatest hits of the rolling stones but they neither band went further than that for right. me like yeah, Zeppelin yeah. would yes yeah, okay, so it's like, who are the top four rock and roll bands back then? Like, we're going to say The Who, Zeppelin, Rolling Stones, and who would be like four? Would it be like The Doors at that time? Mm -hmm. Maybe. Maybe we can just go with those three. It's like Led Zeppelin, or it's like Rolling Stones seem like the drunk bar guys mm -hmm. who are like sleazy. They can be fun to hang out with, but, but you don't want to be around them all the time. The, uh, the Who seemed like the artsy fartsy Almost like nerdy. sensitive boys yeah. yeah nerdy and led zeppelin seem like the hippie party dudes that that's the group i want to fucking hang out with they're going to take acid they're going to do mushrooms they're not going to get like crazy and rape somebody maybe but they will stick <laughs> fish and women yeah i guess i the music i want to hang out with <laughs> uh do you want to play another song because i would like to get into my mick jagger uh opinion now yes by the way brown sugar was a number one hit oh and i like that song so here's some stuff that's going Just on like a black the songs that are good are goddamn ass shakers. Like they're classic songs. They're classic songs, and there's reasons that they were popular. Yeah. The songs I don't like, I really don't like. <laughs> and that's fine. Yeah. I will say for me personally, as I play this next song, which is Sway. Sway? That guy who was on MTV? Yeah, he has a show on Sirius now. Really? Um <clears throat> Good for him. He uh this album grew on me because at first, especially when I told you I didn't think that this was going to change your mind, I had listened to it once all the way through. Oh, okay. So the slower songs didn't stick on me at first at all. Now, I can listen to this whole album. It's mm -hmm. fine. Uh, the low, like the parts like this aren't as low as they were the first time I listened. So I will, I do, I enjoy this album more as a whole than I even did the first time I listened to it. And it has grown on me and I enjoy it. I feel like there is a hardness that has come with you being so, because I've always been an opinionated person, but when it comes to music, you're, yeah. you've always just been harder. Yeah. 
So it has forced, it is like, not it hasn't forced me, but I've kind of put walls up to things as well that maybe aren't as cool or aren't as edgy or whatever. And I'm kind of <laughs> like, it's the same fucking thing that I don't want to have that mentality, yeah. but it has bled in some. And so I, but I know comparatively. You like, should have a little bit of that. Well, and I think that <laughs> that's, that kind of is where I get the whole comparing them and their music to other bands and uh, things at this time because if you think of other things that were out this is still pretty like soft oh yeah but it's it's almost neil young sounding at times it too. is which i think is interesting because the last album that i did was the doors morrison hotel that was thought to be a return to the original door sound this album uh they had had some issues here and there with so uh, like the last couple years the last couple albums whatever and this was like a return to more the basic like basic rock and roll rock with the blues it's, it sounds like there it. a lot it sounds like and i appreciate that because i like i like albums like that as well mm-hmm. so this uh is considered one of their best albums a lot of people like this album who like the rolling stones uh so what happened with mick jagger's voice on me on this one since I took down his icon thing and just listened to him as a guy. Now, he's not hitting notes sometimes, but it doesn't matter. He's one of those singers where he's emotion. It's not technicality. And I never noticed before that there's times, and it's there's a lot of singers that I've gone in the past now, and I've gone, hey, he's screaming, so you know. There's parts where he's screaming. It's, not, it's not loud noting. He's... And he's he, screaming. He has a rough, raspy yes. voice. It and is it not turns a clean out, voice. I like that about his ah, voice. Here we go. What I don't like about his voice still is ah. the... Yeah, yeah. I don't like that. It's like the thing I don't like about Bob Dylan's voice, too. There, I don't like I don't like when somebody has like a thing yeah. in their voice. It's like even... I don't like that voice either. Fingers crossed Randy Newman is what you're giving me next. <laughs> yeah, Randy Newman is what I'm giving you Oh, next. the album with short people. My God, I had I had two album choices in my head, and I looked them up to see if I had done them already, and both I've already chosen. <laughs> Have you chosen something? Yeah, I'm good. Okay. It just was like, fuck. I will also say, it has the last two choices as far as choosing an album. It's, it's hard for me now, and I don't know why, because I have other things that I know that I can give you. I just feel like things, certain things that I like will fall flat. That doesn't, <laughs> falling flat is the point of this podcast. <laughs> yeah, but there, I, I don't even know if it's to say ready for it or not. I just don't know that everything is oh. necessarily the right thing oh, okay. for review purposes. So um, just, I really kind of was freaking out not freaking out but just kind of like frantically trying to figure it out and struggling a lot to come up with it and but these are one of like this is one of the main fucking rock and roll uh, right. bands yeah. so uh, why not I mean, there, and there are many out there why not just touch on all of them yeah like, we'll do, do the fucking who at some Absolutely. point we'll do you know whatever because there's bands like that that i didn't listen to full stuff i've never listened to a full rolling stones album in my I entire life either. until this podcast yeah, I had until neither. until two days ago. <laughs> yeah, you took your time. <laughs> I forgot. I forget fucking everything. You certainly do. Let's uh, go ahead to the next song, which was also a single. This was the second single. Uh, Sway was actually the B side. The song we just heard was the B side to Wild Horses, but oh, okay. it was never an official single. Okay, uh, here we go. 
I've always, I feel like this is one of the, if I can remember correctly, this is one of the earlier Rolling Stones songs that I was familiar with. Cause you know, when you try to find your own music and you oh, know yeah. that like all of these bands are very popular and well-known. So they are for a reason. Why not try them out? The earliest Rolling Stones song I really remember is I can't get no Well, I knew that existed. But the first song that actually that I heard was a song that someone included on a mixed CD for me. And it was actually Start Me Up. Surprisingly. Stop me up. If you stop me up, but never stop. That was the first song that I was like, I think I kind of like the Rolling Stones. That's a good song. And I... uh, that song made me listen to more Rolling Stones. So we all have a way that gets us in there. And for me, I don't usually remember most bands what song it was that actually was the first one I heard by them. But the one that I was able to, as someone figuring out music for myself, I like this song. So yeah, I just feel like that's a weird song to maybe like first. I don't know. It's got a good groove to it. It You you like funk, you like funky shit. Uh, what do you think about this song? Because I said something. I was singing this the other day, and you went, "Ugh." Uh, because it sounded like you were mocking it. Oh no! It's just it was playing. And so. I mock everything I listen to, even things I love. So yeah, I like the song. I don't think it's one of the greatest songs of all time. I wouldn't include it on that list, but I think that it's a song that's. You know, it's fine. This is a song that on paper I would be like, yeah, it's not for me. But it gets stuck in your head so easily. Just go, wild horses. For a band that's not from the States, it has kind of like a country without being country, but like a hillside sound to it. Like they're a little. Yeah, there's chicken picking going on and stuff. Yeah. Uh, I think so. It's an interesting sound. I think I've heard of British bands talking about how, like, taking the blues, the American blues, like, like gave them an edge in America because they had a British attitude, but like, they were still playing chords and notes that you were used to, but they still had like an eccentric look to them and an eccentric sound to their talking. So it was like, oh, you're familiar, but strange. Let me suck your cock. <laughs> it's interesting when that happens because, which I think we've talked about, I'm pretty sure we talked about on this podcast, but the whole thing about Dave Grohl saying that he was kind of dumb when he was in Nirvana and a lot of his drums was in, like his drum, uh, whatever, fills or not fills, but oh, yeah, yeah. The influenced drum beats. by like the gap band like and shit. like disco and funk and stuff. And then, then you hear... The song, yeah. like the two, like uh, it smells like Teen Spirit, and is it burn rubber on me? It's something dun 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 yeah. dun dun dun. Yeah, because he's just oh, that. Chip it, chip it. Yeah, it's the same. <laughs> it's, it's that just disco wild. funk pickup to get into the song. So there is something about when rock music takes those other genres and those other little tinges and puts them in there. It makes it more interesting. Oh. That's probably why. Well, Nirvana wasn't bad. Oh, I was going to say, oh, you mean when rock music... But it did also probably make them better. Rock music influenced by the blues, which was created by black people, takes on, like, a funky soul sound, you know, created by black people. <laughs> and then we make it our own? Everyone makes it their own. <laughs> uh, I should have been black. 
do you want the hardships that come along with that? Well, I am a ginger, so I'm already facing those hardships. No, you're not. The way the cops treat me, I can't get a taxi cab. I one time dated a girl. The father was not happy about it. Yeah, that's my dad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. My dad likes you more than he Your likes dad's me. dad's a ginger, too. <sighs> Everyone likes you more than me. I've always only ever been cool by association. And now I'm not even cool. I've never been cool a day in my life. <laughs> <sighs> I don't know, that day you threw a brick at my head was pretty cool. <laughs> if I threw a brick at your head, I should have done it harder. Because that's not what I did, and I never would have done that. I had a crush on you. You don't throw bricks at crushes. You crush bricks on your crush's head. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't do that. Uh, this song for me is, I don't hate it, but I don't love it. I respect it. It just it's kind is. Of, it is actually the perfect analogy for the Rolling Stones. I don't love it. I don't hate it. I respect it. It's not bad. Not great. I understand. I'm glad if you liked it. You know? Great. Uh, the tongue logo has always weirded me out, but okay, go oh, for it. So, yeah, this is something that... That started around this album time. It did? Yes. Oh, really? Uh, and it, I think it was something like inside this album or something that the tongue is when the design started. Huh. And it was it is something that has been synonymous with they're it. They're just, if you they're just see going that, all lewd for this album, weren't they? If you see that mouth, then you know it's the Rolling Stones. It's classic. Oh, yeah. And it's, I've yeah. never liked it, though. It's always weirded me out. It reminds me of the beginning like of it. the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Oh, I th yeah, I think it looks cheesy like Lisa Frank shit. I just don't <laughs> like it. And it's always on the same backpack that has a Grateful Dead bear. It's one of it's those... It's guaranteed next to a Grateful Dead bear. It's one of those things that have turned into something that you can just get at any Walmart, and it's oh, going to have yeah. glitter all over it oh, and stuff yeah. like that. And I, it sucks. Get your Rolling Stone baby tea. I think it's also hard when you see shit like that for a long time to think that... I don't... There's just a difference. I don't know, because it just seems like they are big sellouts, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, at a certain point, you when you're that big, it's not even selling out. It's just like... I don't know. We don't even... They probably don't even own that logo anymore. And it's just like, yeah, they, the record company owns it. We have so many bootlegs. We don't... Just fucking sell it. It's like, I see misfit shit in places that I don't like seeing. And I'm going to kind of accept that, like, that skull is just kind of a thing now. Mm-hmm. And it's on my leg for a real reason. Looks like Rolling Stone definitely considers this within their 500 greatest songs of all time. Oh, the white wild horses. I was gonna say white horses. Mm -hmm. White white horses. So you did bring up something at the end of the last episode uh -huh. about the dick. So yeah, you don't think it looks big in that thing? Kind of, but I just it just looks weird. It hard. I I see that it's supposed to be a dick. Yeah, but because it's so shadowed, it it just doesn't look that clear to me. I uh, I went on a little adventure last night, internet-wise, and I found yeah. the guy who actually posed on it, and I found out what his dick actually looks like, and it's just pretty much an average dick. It's just what I got confused by was... I think it's just really tight and smashed. It's just so like, hiked up, so whenever I saw it where zipper is, it looks to me like it's hanging like 13 inches down. Yeah, not to me. It just looks now, like... Now, I think I have enough balls that even I could look like I have that bulge. Now, yes, it's going to be mostly balls, but... <laughs> <laughs> I've never worn pants that tight. So what I read, Andy Warhol was behind doing this album yeah, cover. Yeah. 
and it was thought to be maybe one of his boyfriends or something right yeah. or like a model whatever one in the same so the first original print of the album you it came with a real zipper that you could <laughs> yeah. unzip and I see found that out but it was damaging things so they did not continue to do that well but like in shipping uh, I think it just in general as well. Huh. Like it was just damaging the. Yeah, I, I don't. I'm not sure the like don't put, exactly. I, I mean, but, don't put your vinyl next to the zipper vinyl because that fucking zipper is going to rub against it. Yeah, I'm just like press. Yeah, I can see in shipping, trying to ship and you get it out, and the back of every album is fucked up because zippers are. Hot, you know uh, yeah, what I the mean? Impression. They have to put like so much cushion in there. So for the and then there was also the idea with it being lewd. So then in, uh, where was this at? Where they did this? Um, I'm not seeing it. It's not as big of a deal. But they also, there was another uh, cover where it was like severed fingers. What? And, oh, you've not seen this? No. There, this was another cover. It's, what? It's like severed fingers. There's like a bloody thing that chopped them off and they're in a can. Like you're gonna eat a can of sticky fingers? I guess so. Wow, that's almost death medley. And they and everyone <laughs> said that that's clearly worse. Yeah, it's clearly worse. I wonder if they did that on purpose. Clearly, they're like, oh, you want a worse. new cover? Well, here's the other one. And they're like, all right, when we a b a b these motherfuckers, we'll take the dick. Yeah. So uh, to me, it's just not. It's not seemed like. But I think I've seen so many more things. I think the two live crew, isn't isn't that it's like, just like an ass? Right? No, I thought that it was a. a isn't it like an American flag uh, bikini bottom or something with like a bushy bush? <laughs> or am I thinking about something else? I, I don't can't know. Remember. But I hope it is. I fucking love that. I don't remember, but it's, that's what's coming to mind. But I know that there have been multiple things that have. I mean, John and Yoko were naked. Yeah, yeah. I'm so, thinking of death metal albums where it's like eviscerated vaginas on the cover and stuff like that. Those have been. Altered. Horrifying. Uh, let's move along to <laughs> another song that is shockingly, shockingly not a single, but it gets radio play just as much as singles do. Here is "Can't You Hear Me Knocking." This song fucking rules. <laughs> I've loved this song for a long time. I love how it kicks in. It's so rock and roll. Big fan. Love this um, song. This is finally when a song goes, ooh, I love the guitar tone of this song. Because it's clear. Especially when it's like this. Is it coming up right here? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that is perfect. And this is the song when I realized, oh, he screams sometimes. There's an attitude in Mick Jagger that I've never picked up before. And you know how important attitude is to me. Like, I want you to sound like you're mad. Yeah. Or at least you have an edge to you and that you're not just like some insufferable happy person <laughs> it sounds like this song he's actually got like some life experience and then i started thinking like yeah they're all fucked up on shit all the time like think of how desolate they were at points in their life and how gross they were at points in their life oh, how many times has mick jagger shit his pants a lot from drugs yes <laughs> how many times is uh his name's not paul rudd what's the guitar player's name <laughs> I was going to say Paul Rudd. Keith Richards? Keith Richards. You know he shit his pants and puked all over his shirt multiple times. There was that huge false rumor that he snorted his dad's ashes. I thought that was real. I thought that I thought it was just like, I don't think that actually happened. I thought he did a little bit. I don't remember. I thought I've watched him talk about it. I 
think he talked about how it was bullshit, but I don't remember. Uh, well, whatever. Tell us, people. Sometimes you correct us on things. Correct us on this it's one. It's been a while. But uh, <laughs> there, he. I did listen to him on Marin a while ago because Marin was so excited that he smoked with Keith Richards. Well, smoked cigarettes, even though he hasn't smoked cigarettes in years. But it was just like an opportunity that yeah. he took there's, advantage of. There's certain people. That would be like if I had met Lemmy and Lemmy was like a shot. I'd be like... I can't not take a shot with fucking Lemmy. I know I don't drink, but I have to do this. <laughs> it would be like, I understand in that thing. I would and understand. Keith Richards, even though he's not my, you know, my cup of tea, meeting Keith Richards would be a big fucking deal. Like, I think my nerves would be up just because he's Keith Richards. I would have no examples of why I like him. I would just be like, I just know you're Keith Richards. Yeah. You're just like a character at this point. Like, you're next to Kermit. You know what I mean? Kermit and Mick Jagger. Kermit, Keith Richards. The same fucking thing. So one thing I think is interesting about this song is that this song was not intended to be nearly as long as it is. I don't know if you read. The song was supposed to end here. Really? Yes. They just go freeform jam on here? So, absolutely. It says oh. that the song transforms into an extended improv... And why can't I say this word right now? Improvisational jam. The entire track was captured in one take with the jam being a happy accident. The band had assumed the tape machine had been stopped and were surprised to find the entire session had been captured. Originally, they were going to end the song before the jam started, but they were so pleased that they decided to keep it in. Good. So this, this was just jams. I agree. And it's most and of the song. And to know that it's improv and just, just go with it. Them thinking that the song was technically done, which, but they were just... Which makes me feel like they're a little bit more musically capable than I might have given them credit for. Where I should give them credit, it's not like... I already said that they know how to write songs. Why wouldn't they know music in general? Sometimes, though, in my mind, there's bands that are just like, I don't know, we just knew three chords and we put them together. And for some reason, the Rolling Stones is one of those bands. But I shouldn't think of them that way. You like, can still think of them on the lower end, but they deserve to be known for being one of the greats. Even I if, think I should even give them credit for being musically knowledgeable. Well. Like, I should shut out that whole, like, they don't, like, it's almost an old manism thing to me, but it's like, they weren't old men here. They're probably fucking my age at this point. And I don't feel old. I'm not old, right? <laughs> Let's see how old Mick Jagger is, and we can calculate... Sir Micah, Michael Philip Jagger, he is currently 79. Okay. He is 10 years younger than Michael Kine. Yep. And so if he's 79 now, I don't know this, album this was 49 years ago, he was 30. 30? Wow. So yeah, not old man at all. No, that's that's a little I think sounds maybe like Santana older. right here. I think I may have done the math wrong, but that's fine. This was seventy one. So this Oh, I can't been, do this math. Yeah, this was a forty I've already forgotten all one the years ago. So twenty nine maybe. Twenty eight. Their eleventh album? Twenty eight. Yeah, I don't my brain is just not working. Yeah, this was their eleventh album. So lazy. <laughs> I am lazy. I I have no right to complain about any any band ever. A lot of these bands had got together when they were young lads and just found fucking gold. I was in a band with, with young lads, but you didn't find gold. 
<laughs> you didn't. <laughs> Otherwise, you'd still be together. <laughs> Maybe sometimes you put gold back in the ground. <laughs> Send me gold and watch it turn green. <laughs> yeah, I wrote that song once. Yep, isn't that uh? That's that's what happened. Corpusside was just a 25 cent ring that turned my finger green. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I know I know a young child who uh, still wears Corpusside shirts all the time. Leah's child. I know. I was trying to think of something that was insulting without being insulting, but didn't happen. About me? No. About how Corpusside sucks. <laughs> You just didn't have all of the solid parts. I think that's what hurt you guys. I think it's that we were all drunks. No, that's part of it. <laughs> drunks and all of a slight little bit dumb. And you didn't have all working parts. You always had one spot that you couldn't kind of get filled with the right person, it seemed. I don't know what you're talking about there. The basis didn't it wasn't that like a revolving door for a while no i mean that never like held us back what held us back is we are not good at business we are not good at promoting ourselves we are not good at contacting people i'm still not good at any of those things which is why everything i do is unsuccessful <laughs> so i'm guessing someone else does the work in uh adam's band uh well, when you make something people want, see, if you're making something that not a lot of people want, then you got to be really good at promoting it. If you're making something people want, you can just kind of be okay at it. Well, they're not making anything either. <laughs> okay, you're just ripping on everybody's band today. I'm not ripping on anything, but they're not making anything. Like they don't do. They're making money. <laughs> yes, they are, because that's what the people want. The people don't want. That's what I need to do. The people want the same thing over and over and over again, because it makes them feel warm and at home. Here's here's how. Off the grid, I still am about things. I'm like, I should start a tribute band, but we play like Slayer songs and stuff. <laughs> Nobody wants that. <laughs> like jazzy Slayer no, songs? No, fuck no. I just, I just mean like, baby's you know how like, there's like, there's like tribute bands that were like, we're 90s grunge tribute bands. I would be like, we're thrash metal. <laughs> Like tribute band. We play Anthrax, Slayer songs, Pantera songs, Metallica songs. And we all night just go da 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 da. Choo choo! Oh, we have one more song that we're hey, gonna you listen. Sam, I'm a train. Yeah, ch- 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 kind of almost. Well, I get like, it. Ch- 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 I'm not a train. Trains go like this. Choo choo! Choo choo! Now you can play the song. You gotta move. By that I mean me out of this house. Get out, doors right there. I know leave, you always tell leave me. Leave all the animals. That's impossible. <laughs> Alright, you stay too. No? I've gotta move. I gotta go. You gotta go? I gotta leave. This so this is an old She's moving on. spiritual song. Oh, like a what do they call that? Gospel y song? Yeah, that's what they call it. Gospel-y song. Not an old spiritual, like I said. <laughs> oh, it doesn't sound old spirit. Old spiritual song sounds to me like... This is like Southern Baptist Revival. 
So it's a traditional African-American spiritual song. Since the 1940s, the song has been recorded by a variety of gospel musicians. And then it was later popularized by Mississippi Fred McDowell and the Rolling Stones. So the Rolling Stones would perform this live, and then they ended up recording a version. This is a song that I don't... Well, he's also singing in a southern black dialect. Is it a... Does it ever kick in, or is it always like this? It's always like this. Yeah, I think I just kind of forgot it existed then. I guess Sam Cooke also did a version of this. So you're saying Whitey took it over and made one of the most popular ones? Sam Cooke is black. Or talking about black? Rolling Stones. Oh, said yeah. it was popularized by the Rolling Stones. And it says that uh, Billy Preston, who was 16 years old at the time, played on Sam Cooke's version. Oh, really? Yeah. Poor Billy Preston. Billy Preston also worked with the Stones, I think. Oh, I think he worked. Yeah, yeah, he did. He worked on did. this album. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Billy Preston is anytime you bring up things. Billy Preston, it used to bring joy, and now I go, "Hey, joy! Oh God, his life was terrible." Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just like a uh, fuck. What's his name? Curtis Mayfield. A lot of people. Sam Cooke had a weird ending. So did uh, Otis Redding. Oh, yeah, that one was much sadder. Hold on, that's not who I was thinking of. I don't of. remember what Otis Redding's was. No, he died in a plane crash. I said the okay. wrong person. Oh, all right. <laughs> You've got the move. <laughs> so we are going to take a break. Oh, it's already, that's a short song. It's only 10 uh, tracks on the entire album, so. Yeah. Yeah. This is a song that makes you go like this, the classic. Jagger, stick the lips out and do that duck walk thing. Hey! Yeah, it's. Oh! It's attitude. Attitude! I'm gonna fuck your wife! I remember they had like a. A music video on MTV back in the day where they were all the like TV. really tall, like they were like Godzilla sized and they were walking through the city. I'm gonna look it up while we're on the break. Was it this one? I don't know. I remember being like. Whoa, the Rolling Stones are still, like, making videos and trying to be relevant to me. Yes, to you. I was not relevant to me. Didn't I was like, work. where the fuck's Limp Biscuit at? <laughs> I did it off of the nookie. We'll be back. Hey there, Melody Makers. Welcome to Couple of Critics Podcast presents... Guess That Melody! It's the game where each person has to guess the melody of a song they've never heard before, just by reading the lyrics. We've each chosen a song that the other doesn't know, and have given them only the lyrics so each person can take a blind stab at the melody of the chorus of their song. Is Sam a regular songbird with a natural talent and eye for musical arrangements? Is Michelle going to stomp that ginger bird into the dirt? Listen on and see who can... Guess that melody! Hey there, loose ladies and flabby fellas. We're here for another episode of Guess That Melody, and we have a special guest, my blood. Technically, there's many special guests in the room. Yeah, there are a lot of people in the room. It's kind of uncomfortable. but staring uh, at us. (laughs) I only like one of them. It's up to them to figure out which one. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Yeah, best back. Hi, Beth. Hello. It is Christmas. Merry Christmas. It is Christmas. Um... The kids are around, and we're going to do some Guess That Melodies that you and the children provided. 
Yes. There's three kids here and a man, and I'm not talking about me. No, you're not. <laughs> you're a little boy. I'm a little boy. You're a little bitch right, boy. Are you going first? Yes. We've already got the text. We've already got it going. Yes, out. we already have everything we have. We don't have to beat Bob with beat the... Bob? Uh... Beatbox? Nope. <laughs> talking about radio waves. <laughs> All right, you ready? Hopefully, I don't. I, don't not get, I have us. the first one here. I it I is. I'll be there when your heart stops beating. I'll be there when your last breath's taken away. Is this a murder? In the dark, when there's no one listening, and the times when we both get carried away, we both get carried away. Yeah, like in body bags. I would assume mm. so. All right. What All kind right. of song you think this is? Who did this come from? Do we know who this came yeah, from? Yeah, whose is this? This is Kirima's. All right, Kirima. Does that mean it's 21 Pilots? That's probably going to be some something depressed, I'm assuming. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Let's see. <clears throat> Lay it on us, please. All right. I'll be there when your heart stops beating. I'll be there when your life was taken away. In the dark when there's no one listening. In the times when we both get carried away. We both get carried away. I think it goes exactly like that. <laughs> And I can't imagine it going any other way. You don't even have to listen to the song, right? Because you nailed it. I'm if they if whoever this is by didn't do it like I did it, they did it wrong. Well, I have no idea what it is. You have no idea, right? No, not even. And a I bit. actually haven't heard it either. Okay, right. so, so let's uh, what's play the band it, Mom. called? It is called. How do you say that? Plus forty four. Plus forty four. When your heart stops beating. Lay it on us. I mean, you're a little more aggressive, but I was a little more you emo, far off. Uh, like emo screamo. This is a little more like Blink 182 pop punk. Yeah. It is. Yeah. It's definitely hair in your eyes music. Anybody get that? Anybody get that? <laughs> Shake your head so your hair goes back into your eyes. All right. I'm dark. I think you were pretty close on yeah, that. Yeah, that was pretty close. If- Have you stopped it? Don't let it get too crazy. All right. Is it my turn? All right, Sam. I believe that you are Do I do the first one that was sent next. to me? Sure. Okay. All right, guys. This one reads exactly like this. McDonald's will make you fat. They serve Big Macs. They serve quarter pounders. They will put pounds on you. Rock and roll McDonald's. Rock and roll McDonald's. Rock and roll McDonald's. Rock and roll McDonald's. And I have a feeling it goes a little something like this. McDonald's will make you fat. They serve Big Macs. They serve quarter pounders. They will put pounds on you. Rock and roll McDonald's! Rock and roll McDonald's! Rock and roll McDonald's! Rock and roll McDonald's! What do you think? Play it for the people! Maybe today. There you go. McDonald's will make you fat. They serve Big Macs. They serve quarter pounders. So, you know, I love this song, and I love this man, Wesley Willis, and as the listeners know. And I'm glad that one of you, my nephew in particular, provided this to you. Yeah, that means you're listening to good stuff. <laughs> I, d- I first heard this, I think you brought it up earlier. Supersize Me. In the Supersize Me documentary about McDonald's, and uh, I loved it ever since. And then we looked into it, and Wesley's the man. I was about to stop that song as if I was playing it, but you're playing it. <laughs> well, I think that's uh, Is it a successful it? time? I, I think we got that that done. It's in the bag. Yeah. All right. So, uh, that everyone... was a successful round of 
Guess that melody! We're back. We are back, the back, the back, back, the back, the back. Mick Jagger is back. Hello, I'm Mick Jagger. How are you doing? This is my Mick Jagger impression. Ask me a question. How do those hips move the way they do, Mick? They are robotic. I am not a man. I'm made out of steel. Since when? The very beginning? Or Since is the very that... beginning. Oh. A man named... Rick Jagger created me, I and since I'm mechanical, he said the M is for, for Mick is Mick for mechanical. I'm not a good robot. I'm more good at dad dancing. I was hoping there was a transition at some point because Mick realized that his hips couldn't continue, so he had a robot hips built and put in. Girl, these hips don't quit. Uh, we're back. We're talking about Rolling Stones still. Yeah, I know it'd be odd to the, change topics in the middle of it. That is correct. So the we're just going to keep sticky talking fingers, about it. Which I am assuming is because he loves eating sticky buns. I Yeah, like honey and, buns? And treats and cinnamon rolls and things with icing that get all over your hands. I thought it's because he really likes stickers and he keeps getting the adhesive on his fingers. And he's like, ah, I got sticky fingers. I thought maybe he was a bandit and liked to... You know, pick pockets and take things from people. Ah, I thought maybe his hands were made out of those things you put quarters in to get. Uh, they're in those little balls, and you can whip them at walls. Oh yeah, they're like slime hands. Yeah, they're sticky hands. I thought it had something to do with shoving a whole fucking fist into a woman's vagina and pulling out and having sticky fingers. Why afterwards. would that make it sticky? I don't think it gets sticky, does it? Yeah. Doesn't it, like, at first, when oh. it, there's, like, goo on it? I don't think it's... I've ever felt vagina juice be sticky. Well, well maybe that you means just, I have a healthy you just, vagina. You just keep it on your finger to smell next morning. You just <laughs> keep it on your finger to smell next morning. We're back ah, with Sam Tucker. Well. Fuck off. <laughs> it's not like this is a podcast where we're supposed to talk or something. It's not like uh, people should expect anything beyond the worst from us we are trash people yeah we were talking about it today i think we're trash people but i think we're like on top of the trash heap anything you can do to feel better (laughs) than some other people now we still go in the trash can no we are trash people we're just like never not be a trash we're just like the wrapper you throw on top yeah yo no not that way no 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 i'm saying we're not like the leftover clump of raisin bran you didn't want to eat. We're eat a it. nice rat wrapper. As long as there are a lot of uh niced. Mm-hmm. You're good at speaking. So let's Jesus. get back into this Rolling Stone. Jesus album. crossed. <laughs> <laughs> what are you why is, Oh god <laughs> I'm pumping up. Jesus Christ! Jesus Christ! Jesus Christ! Leave me. I love you, I God! Love, I love my savior! Jesus Christ! <laughs> <laughs> All right. Say, I love you, God. I love you, God. You love me, too. I'm your son. <laughs> the sword of truth. <laughs> I don't know what he says other than Jesus Christ, so I don't feel like I'm good at this at all. Um, let's get back into this album, like I said, with a track that was the B-side to Brown Sugar. Bitch. Ah. Bitch, bitch. 
I like this. This is another true to uh, rock and roll form. Absolutely. This is like a bar sound. More blues, more grit in the dirt kind of sound to me. This is also a song that I'm just fine with. It's got a nice. I figured you would. It's a little. It's heavier. got a nice like chug to it. And he's doing a lot of. He'll be like, and he's doing those high notes. He's not really like going. He's going. It says here because this is a big enough album that each song has its own Wikipedia page. Jesus Christ! But Jesus Christ! It says here, I don't know who came up with this, but Bitch is a hard-bitten rocker. A hard-bitten rocker? Hard-bitten rocker. Hmm. This is two songs now that I know uh, reference Pavlov's dog. Continue. I don't understand. You don't know the other one? Ring a bell and I'll salivate like Pavlov's dog. Did you hear him say Pavlov's dog in this no. song? No. Did I just think he said Pavlov's dog? I don't know. Let me go back and look. Please look at the lyrics and confirm if he says something about Pavlov's dog. Because if not, I will look stupid. And then it's just one I song. I salivate like a Pavlov dog. Yeah. What is Pavlov dog? Uh, Pavlov was a guy who did experiments with dogs where I just know the one thing and I don't know the details of it. Besides, he taught dogs when he would ring a bell, he could get them to salivate. So that's why it's ring a bell and now salivate like Pavlov's dog. You know what I'm singing there? It sounds familiar. It's Bare Naked Ladies. Uh, okay. Uh, I think it's a flying in bed just like Brian Wilson did. Hey, there's an album. <laughs> Put that in the vault. That's not the one that I had. Is that, oh, really? Isn't that before the One Week album? Oh, maybe. My brother was really big into Bare Naked Ladies when that One Week song came out. Yeah, it's been one week since you looked at me. I like that album. I like some of the songs. It's all been done. <laughs> I don't know if that's all that album even, though. I could just be I think it is. picking and choosing. I remember He Who Shall Not Be Named found out that uh, Corey... A guy named Corey had that album, and he was like, Oh, you fucking loser! And I was like, I have that album. <laughs> and then he calmed down. God, he's such a piece of shit. You know it's Corey I'm talking about, right? It, oh, oh, yeah. But and easily made fun of and easily taken advantage of Corey. Yeah, the guy who everyone felt bad for, but saw his butt crack sweat when we all went bowling. <laughs> He had a butt that wouldn't quit. He had a butt that was like a shelf. He had like, he was one of those guys where I first learned the old uh, uh, people with a big butt. They gotta like, keep pulling their shirt over their ass. He was the first person I ever noticed doing that. I typically like an ass on a man, but not on a quarry. <laughs> well, it's an odd shape. The rest of everywhere else, so it's not really complimenting. I gotta get me an ass, and I gotta get me a chin. The chin, I don't know what to do about besides surgery where they implant a chin. But the ass, I think I could, you could work out and get an ass. Yeah, absolutely. I can't work out and get a chin. I don't think, maybe there are chin workouts. I don't think that's how that works. I don't Check think that you have something. <laughs> Ow, I'm cramping in my face. All right, well, let's move along to the next song, which is Trying to Grow a Chin by Frank Zappa. <laughs> I was like, what is playing? Why is he playing Zappa? Sickly and thin. 
Had all of my life just trying to grow me a chin. Love it. Wish I could. I don't think that's how it works. I know it's not how it works. Especially since it popped out once and his dad pushed it in. That's horrifying. Fade out. We're not listening to this. This isn't the Zappa cast. We were just listening to that for a whole 30 seconds. (laughs) So I'm pretty sure that you're incorrect, but let's get back into this album that you're dying to (laughs) get into. And uh, let's get back into those blues. I got the blues. Yep. Okay. You need thrilling sounds and you need higher tempos you just do not jail you don't jail with uh stuff like this you jail with uh losers of your kind because you're a jailbird jailbirds in love which is the name of that uh jerry springer show that i have saved (laughs) By two people. We know, I'm, I won't go into too much detail, but we do know some people who went on Jerry Springer with a fake love story years ago. And two of those people out of the three are no longer alive. And the third one <laughs> went to prison for a while because uh, she let someone die and then robbed them and left them there in the hotel room. And then she, she did some time for that, but Absolutely. she's still alive. I think she's better, though. I think she changed her life. I would like to defend myself. You're like, you need excitement all the time. You do usually need excitement. That's just so boring. <laughs> I just don't. I I wish I had an example. I even complained about it earlier. It's not fair to just be like, I just don't like it. For some reason, songs of this tempo and this kind of like vibe just have never, ever clicked with me from any band. It's stuff like there's a lot of like Otis Redding that's this tempo and yep. stuff, and that's why I'm, but I'm Otis, fine with but it. But Otis Redding has a much more interesting voice and soul mm. than anybody on this fucking album. Like. Yeah, for sure. So that's more tolerable, but it's still its detriment. Those songs are to me like I want a more upbeat song by uh, those kind of artists that do that. I just I don't know what it is. It's just. It almost reminds me of like, like a lifestyle, like houses I don't enjoy, like super redneck hillbilly people. <laughs> this is almost like church right yes, here. now. And I think uh, my aversion to church might also have something to do with that too, because it's not the I'm whole not, church I stuff don't, itself. I don't like this organ sound. Okay. I've never liked this organ sound. Um... It I like muddled. a I like a Doors organ sound. It sounds clean. Yeah, but I do not like a churchy revival. I, th- I understand what organ you mean. sound. I've never liked any gospel music. It's always even before I had an opinion of religion in it, you know, which doesn't help the gospel because I know what it's about. So I'm like, Ugh. I never even enjoyed the sound, and I've never enjoyed like hearing people be like, Come it's just never been my thing not saying it's not talented like I can't sing like those fucking people I'll never be able to sing like those people never could have sang like those people and it is a talent to be able to hold those notes and waver like that and stay within range but it just doesn't it just doesn't stroke my back <laughs> don't know why it's just dull, but I wish I did. It's just like salads and vegetables and stuff. 
I wish I wasn't miserable during this kind of stuff. It's just the brain I have, so it's that way. I'm like, I get jealous of people who can, like, enjoy this kind of feel. Because I, I know I'm missing out on a lot of soul. I know I'm missing out on a lot of vibe. <laughs> yeah, that's a song that I also was just, you know, because you hear it and it's such a low tempo. You're like, I don't know how this is going to go. I enjoy it very much. I can go there, though. Yeah. I can totally hang out at that tempo where it's just slow. And to me, it's it's warm and cuddly. And I don't think it's milking it. I think it's just really... I think it's just getting what you can out of each piece in their own way. Uh, and I, I'm there for it. I'll lick the plate. I'll lick the plate. I'm fine. <laughs> Smell the glove. <sighs> Let's move along to the next song, Sister Morphine. I know someone who overdosed and died on morphine. Really? Is it the same one that was on Jerry's prayer? No. <laughs> I think they they also took pills, but they also had multiple like morphine packs huh. on them. They used to be they were someone's mom. Uh, she oh. used to be a pharmacist. Okay, I think I can figure this out. Yeah. Um, she was a pharmacist and had a huge addiction problem. Drunk pills, geez. morphine packs. I think she wore nicotine packs and smoked as well. Like That's she, fucking crazy. And she was Cold like war all the time, ninety-eight huh? pounds. Like she was skin and bones and took all that in. It's outrageous. And that's why she's no longer alive. So we're in another, we're still in that, I guess you would say tempo lull. Yeah, but for some reason this one sounds more depressed to me. So I'm, it gets more of points to me in that world. It's not, uh, the last song was I Got the Blues. I think you have an issue with slow blues music sometimes because it's just kind of the same sound over and over again maybe maybe it's the chord progression or this there's more going on here even though there's not a lot going on it's still not that just basic blues structure that you're used to hearing uh-huh so maybe that's also just gets old to you because it's the same sound over and over again yeah I, slower blues does get older to me but i do like an up an up tempo blues yeah yeah um but I do think there's more of a desperation in this song that I'm hearing, whereas the last one just doesn't feel like... The blues doesn't automatically sound depressed or melancholy to me. It, it, it can, and it often does. Yeah. But for some, reason, for some reason, this song sounds more like self-hatred. All the things that, like... As I want you to feel as an artist. Well, so I like negativity. I'm not. Sh I never paid attention to the lyrics, and I wanted to, and then forgot to. So I've always taken it as a song about drugs. Like it is. So I want to read some of the lyrics. Is that okay? Yeah, go for it. I don't know. <clears throat> I don't either. Here I lie in my hospital bed. And tell me, sister morphine. When are you coming round again? Oh, I don't think I can wait that long. Oh, you see that I'm not that strong. The scream of the ambulance is sounding in my ears. Tell me, Sister Morphine, how long have I been lying here? What am I doing in this place? Why does the doctor have no face? Oh, I can't crawl across the floor. Ah, can't see you, Sister Morphine. I'm trying to score. So it's definitely darker than stuff that they usually write about. What's he, talk what's he say about Cousin Cocaine? Sweet Cousin Cocaine, lay your cool, cool hand on my head. Ah, oh, come on, Sister Morphine. 
you better make up my bed because you know and I know in the morning I'll be dead yeah depressed desolate and I, the end of I mean, the end of the song is yeah and you can sit around yeah and you can watch all the clean white sheets stained red <laughs> and that is the song <laughs> it's definitely a much more somber depressed situation. self-destructive Just, yeah yeah it's almost you almost gave me a like pantera uh Great Southern Trend Kill vibes where he's like talking about pills and stuff killing him and shit. So it's like, my and it just the way there's like only a guitar at some points. And there's no real like. Well, there is now I think because it's nearing the end of the song. But yeah, even there, like it felt like it was gonna it's still do just something like a, and it dun, didn't. Dun, 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 dun. Doesn't feel like an upbeat song. It feels depressed. That's all I can say. Depressed. Does it make you feel like a sad boy? No, it makes me feel like they're artists. <laughs> but it's still a song that, like, I don't really remember when I stopped listening to this album. But when you say Sister Morphine, I do automatically remember Cousin Cocaine. So something stuck with me. For a slow song, this is one I can handle. It. And some of it, like you said, it's not even that slow. Like, the guitar is still kind of strumming. Mm-hmm. Uh... What's the word? Sporadically? Erratically? Poor Oliver's got some allergy action going on over there. He has for a long time. I left the house today to go to the laundromat to dry my clothes. Big orange cat on the porch. He ran away. I tried to hug him. It didn't work out. On our porch? Yep. Wow. It definitely smells like uh, animals live here. I know. Because they do. doesn't smell like piss and shit, but I can tell animals live here. I just now thought about, hey, there's a bass player in the Rolling Stones. I have no idea what his fucking name is. Is he... Was the bass player like the same the whole time, whereas like Charlie Watts was always the drummer until he died? It's always Keith. It's always Mick. But who's the fucking bass player? Johnny Bass? Johnny Bass is not correct. So we have the fellow Mick Jagger, lead vocals, various percussion and rhythm guitar. I did not know that Mick Jagger played guitar. I didn't either. Keith Richards, guitar and backing vocals. Mick Taylor, guitar. Bill Wyman, bass guitar. Why does that sound familiar? I've heard that name for sure. He had his own band, Bill Wyman's Rhythm Kings. That's not it. Is he just a long time Rolling Stones bassist? He has kept a journal since he was a child during World War II and has published seven books. He's also a photographer and his works have been displayed in galleries all around the world. He became an amateur archaeologist and enjoys metal detecting. (laughs) Okay. Was he in the Rolling Stones the whole time? Um, uh, That's what I really care about. It doesn't seem... I don't know. I'm going to say he was. Maybe he was. You just go to the Rolling Stones. No, I was looking at stuff about And you go to the members. I, that's what I was doing. <laughs> and then let me... No, I'm not done. And then you... And then you... <laughs> and then you... It looks like everyone is a past member, except for Mick, Keith, and Ronnie. Dick Taylor. Is it because they die? It's Mick Taylor. I saw Dick Taylor. It's Michael Kevin Taylor. 
Mick Taylor. Look, Dick Taylor. He played bass. Well, this guy was a guitarist. In 1962. Well, this says Mick Taylor was a... I don't know what to tell you, but... Bill Wyman was a bass player from 1962 to 1993. Okay. Bam. Uh, We have two more songs. Here's Dead Flowers, which is what happens to all flowers. All flowers die. Not the wallflowers. They will. Uh, So this... They really lean into the country thing more in this album than I realized. Mm-hmm. And this song is more countryed out. And this is the song that reminds me of Mike Hanford. Of the Sloppy Boys. And that's interesting because I think it seems... He definitely sounds like he's putting on a voice. Oh, he's doing it. Yeah, he's like... He's doing that draw thing, which is what Mike Hanford does sometimes. That's why I was... I'm not saying they sound like yeah, each other. It's just very just influenced, which obviously Mick was influenced by Mike. This we all know that. Another song that I I don't know if I've just heard it listening to, you know, radio stations on streaming services, but I, I knew this song. Did you? No, I did not know this song. Hmm. I kind of enjoyed it more than other songs on this album. I, I like how sometimes in older rock and roll groups, they like hide sort of morbid lyrics in happier sounding things. Mm-hmm. And sometimes as a kid, especially a guy who doesn't really pay attention to lyrics all the time, it kind of slips past me and then I'll be in my mid thirties and I'll go, Oh wait, that's what that song's about. Hmm. Interesting. Fuck. We were driving around the other day and I was like, Oh, that's what they say in the chorus. I've heard this song 800 times and I never knew what the fucking words were in the chorus. It just was to me. Yeah. So, I do enjoy that touch. About the Rolling Stones, they seem to have a little bit morbid side to them. They seem to have like a depressive lyrical side at least. Yeah. Sometimes it gets into the music. But like paint it black, it still like seems not super depressed to me, but it seems like a Yeah, it does. It's a dark song. An idea to just like stop everything. And just yeah. Paint things black. Kill it all. Kill everything. Now, I wish I had more examples, but I think we all figured out. I don't know much Rolling Stones. And I still... I still don't think if I was growing up in that time, they would be like my band. I probably would have liked them more, but I still think I'd be like... No, have you guys heard... You heard of Led Zeppelin? Come on, this is where we need to fucking go. Never have. Guys, there's this band I just found out about called Black Sabbath. We need to check this out. Fuck the Rolling Stones. <laughs> I guarantee I'd be one of those people. Alice Cooper, that's where I would be. I'd be like, yeah, this is fine. But this guy puts makeup around his eyes. <laughs> Pretends he's a woman. <laughs> this is oh, this was like parents' music when it came out. Is what oh, it sounds yeah, like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wonder like if my mom likes the Rolling Stones. Trying to pander to young kids at this point in their career. No. And I don't think my mom... I don't know if they ever really did. My mom didn't listen to Rolling Stones, so I just thought... I just realized maybe that's another reason I'm not too big into it, because she did listen to Zeppelin. She did listen to The Doors. She did listen to Jimi Hendrix. I don't remember ever being like, let's put on some Rolling Stones. She probably likes it, but I don't think it was like her thing. I think it's... A lot of it's better as background music, but there are definitely songs that I enjoy very much. But Uh, it's not bad. Sometimes they remind me of uh, Grateful Dead as well. In the way it sounds, and and Grateful Dead is also one of those bands where I had such a 
an aversion to early. And I found that there were some songs that I like, and now my opinion on them is like, yeah, they're fine. There's some that I really like, some that I can don't want to hear again ever in my life. Same thing with Rolling Stones. But you, 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 you broke through a barrier with this album. I will say that you changed an opinion. Really? In general, it's not because before I'd just be like, ugh, Mick Jagger. At least now I'll be like, no. Sometimes he'll be like. What are the odds, though, that you were literally having a conversation about the band, and then I sent you a text that this is the band that we're <laughs> going to be listening to this it week? It was very odd. <clears throat> it's a crazy coincidence. But I do bitch about the Rolling Stones at least six times a day, so. That's a lot. That seems like you really, really dis- I just see, <laughs> disliked them. I just see rocks on the road, and I'm like, the fucking Rolling Stones. All right, Stones. I'm not going to let you finish this. Let's move along <laughs> to the final song. We have Moonlight Mile, which brings it down again. Oh, this, yeah. This album's very 50-50. Yeah, it is. With the uh, ups, the, the highs and the lows, tempo-wise. Are we sure the song started? <laughs> this I one's hear. almost six minutes long. Really? Um, yeah, not a big fan of this song either. This, it's a sleepy song. It is. This song didn't do it as well for me because I did like the other songs, but this one's just, there's not a lot happening. It almost has, <clears throat> it has like a sleepy feel, almost like a chanty sort of song. Sounds like a lame Led Zeppelin song. But even lamer. You know what I mean? He's even trying to be like, we have a window. Which is that Robert Plant sort of sound. Yeah. And it's like trying to be like. They did way more music than Led Zeppelin did, though. I think they were around before. Oh, for sure. But, well, then it changes right here. Just that beginning seems very. Uh, but he goes back to that. And I'm, I'm not a fan of that sound. This is fine. But this song is just kind of sloppy to me. It doesn't feel like. As even the other songs that maybe aren't the strongest, this is. The song doesn't really have a home, I guess. Just feels kind of all over the place. I'm like they're just doing different things. Not terrible, just doesn't really work for me. Either. Sleepy. I'll just get. I know sometimes people listen to songs, songs to like zone out, man, and like fade into the song. I don't fade into songs. I just get dulled. I get bored and I start thinking about other stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's like, maybe it's unfortunate that I don't connect to the like frequencies like that. Yeah. But I just don't think my body enjoys those mellow frequencies because like I'll connect to some shit that's like powerful and like makes me go. Yeah. yeah. But like trippy music for the most part. I just get sleepy, and I just get, like, I just my attention goes elsewhere. I like psychedelic music, but I don't know. Psychedel- there's, like, a fine line between, like, exciting psychedelia and, like, boring psychedelia. I guess I wouldn't have classified this as that, so I'm just kind of get that feel. But this song just feels all over the place. I get that feel in this because they put, like, symphonies in it. You know, there's that time where psychedelic bands were putting a lot of those, like, big violin swells and shit in there. That's what I'm getting on here. And it feels Grateful Dead-ish. It feels like they're going for a vibe. And I appreciate them going for a vibe. And It's just something I wouldn't do. It's something I kind of can't do. I get sleepy during it when someone else does it. 
if they did this in concert, I'd be like, it's time to go to the bathroom. <laughs> or that, that I, or they would, would see me yawn. And I wouldn't try to be, to be yawning to like be mean. I'd just be like, we're gonna late night, isn't it? <laughs> but I've yawned front row at fucking Guar concerts, so. I have a Let's feeling this is not a song that they perform live. Probably not. I could be totally wrong. Maybe it's a huge hit. Maybe it's nicer for uh, Maybe. bringing the night down before they come with the encore songs. Maybe they have so many songs that kind of have to play. Would they put this in there? I wouldn't think you so. You know what I mean? This is a non-release. I mean, they got to jump a Jack Flash still. Yeah, they do. <laughs> I they, mean, they got to do... Satisfaction? Yep. And they got to do that one song that's like, uh, fuck, I can't remember. I was trying to pull it out. You can't always get what you want. You can't. <laughs> I like that song a lot. I think it's a song that you are like, yeah, that song just has always existed. But I think it's, I think it's a really good song. I enjoy it. I fucking hate it. No, you don't. <laughs> no, but I am getting sleepy by this song. I don't even think it sounds particularly good. Like it sounds muffled. Yeah, it's sloppy. It's just. There's nothing about this no song that works for me. It almost sounds rushed. How much of this was done on their, like, mobile recording studio? Okay, so rushed. It's interesting that you say that. What did I read here? It was the last song recorded. Recording took place during the blah, blah, blah. Uh, it was a product of an all-night session. And it says Jagger performs the song's prominent acoustic guitar riff. Jagger felt it easier to extemporize that's a word I guess I've never heard it before with Taylor because Richard wasn't present so it was something that he took uh, on himself more because I guess by the end of recording Keith just wasn't around as much so I kind of got to finish writing duties mm -hmm. I was wondering how much you know about the mobile recording studio right they yeah, like you've talked about it. Bus. I think that's the same mobile recording studio that uh, Deep Purple used when they were recording their album and then wrote the song Black, or not Black Water, uh, Smoke on the Water. I think that's the, because they're like, to make records on a mobile. That's the fucking studio they're talking okay, about. Okay, that makes sense. And then, of course, the man himself is referenced. I've infected my coworker with Zappa, by the way. I'm just going to let people out there know. This kid is walking in singing Muffin Man now. Zappa doesn't usually stick with most people, so... He's I, a rock and roll kid. That's that's good. He, he looks at me and goes, I'm an old soul. <laughs> <laughs> he also looked at you and went, I've got full-blown AIDS. <laughs> I enjoyed him. To which I still say to him this day, how's that full-blown AIDS going? I like him. All right, was that the album? That was the album. We are finished with it. It is the time that we go over some of those things that uh, you either like or you don't. We call them questions. Possible. 
I will monitor your heart rate it if it gets too low. I will give you some food and water just to keep you alive. It's Questions. Okay. <clears throat> I chose this in a... Why did I choose this? I chose this in a panic because I didn't know what to do. I've been there many, many times. I've already said what I thought you thought. Did you tell me what your judgment was? Did we prior to this before actually listening? My judgment prior to this was a little bit of an aversion because I know I might have a distaste for it, but I was also, I don't know if excited is the word, ready to let's give the rolling stones it's fair due i've always talked shit about it i've always said it's not been my thing some days i'll go more extreme on it some days i'll be like fuck the rolling stones and then other days i'm like eh, it's just not for me it's depending on how irritated i am at that moment so and then there's bands like that that i i get excited to just go let's give them their fair due so that's okay. how i felt about it all right. I, was, I mean, I, it makes sense. I felt similar to that with Spinal Tap. Like, it's time to figure this out and make a decision. Yeah. So, I get that. Uh, least favorite song. I have a feeling we probably... Uh, I think there are a lot of songs that you don't love. Oh, shit. But I would guess that the last song, Moonlight Mile, is probably your least favorite. Um. Yeah, I'll agree with that. You, you can say that. This. It's the last one. My attention is completely gone by now. I just think it's kind of dull. There's some other ones I think are dull, but this one's extra dull. And I think trying to do things that other bands did much better. Okay. My least favorite song, Sam. What do you think? This one? Mm-hmm. That's why you haven't faded it out? Correct. That's correct. <laughs> I think it kind of spoke for itself, so that's fine. I'll go ahead and get rid of that because no one wants to hear it. <laughs> Your most favorite song? I'm there. I think it could be between two, and right. I think it's the two heaviest hitting songs on the album. Um, even though I think that you do like Brown Sugar, I'm... Uh, it's between two of them, but I'm just going to say, since you don't like the word bitch, it's probably not that. So I'm going to say, can't you hear me knocking? Well, it's Michelle, grooving. hit that fucking play button because yeah. <laughs> this song is by far the best song on this whole album. Uh, it's got a certain like, it's just so catchy. And this is the only song that I was impressed with the tones on the album. Like the drums sound clear. The guitar sounds clear. I don't know why I can't hear any of the guitar right now, but. <laughs> oh, I guess it's just the very beginning of the song. I guess it uh, comes in really quiet because this is a. Could also be the system. Sometimes the left doesn't come in very well on this. But anyway, yeah, this song rules. And you might as well keep it playing because it's the guess I'm going to do for you. It and is. it's guaranteed your favorite song. It is my favorite song. Yeah. This is by. F- it's There's no contest. I, I like brown sugar. You said it. I like brown sugar, and I wanted to make the joke. Yeah, I like brown sugar. <laughs> <laughs> but I, there's just something about this song. Even the piano stuff in this, like, I enjoy. The full sound is good. I mean, what do you like about it? I think this song grooves. I think from when it starts and it comes in, it's strong. It's, it's the strongest song on the entire album. I think it sounds the most like a cohesive song. 
and I wanted to see if there was any. Yeah, Billy Preston is playing the organ on this song. Goddamn right he is. That's why so. it's got some. If you want some fucking vibe and some real like good soul behind it that actually gets you moving, you get Billy Preston in the goddamn studio. Yeah. Everybody Only knew that back music. there. Yeah. And then you say, "Get out of here, rough boy." And then you go, "Hey, are you gay? You could just tell people you're gay." And he'll be like, no, I can't. You don't know what time it is, Sam. My dad's going to find me and beat the living <laughs> shit Jesus out of me. Jesus Christ. That poor man. He should have been one of the like most prolific artists. And he is in his own way. But he should have gone on for a long fucking no. time. We should have had so many more songs because of Billy Preston. And we were robbed of them. <laughs> That's my opinion on Billy Preston. So I first listened to this album for the podcast, so I don't have any insight uh, beyond that. I've never listened to a Rolling Stone album. It's always just been songs. So uh, the first time I listened to it, it was just okay. Like I said, upon more listens, I liked it more. Uh, I would listen to this probably up until the last song again. Um because it has just stuck on me that much all pretty much all of the, all of the songs up until the last song um and as far as recommending it it's so mellow that i don't know if there's anyone i could really recommend it to um i would so i would say probably not i guess but and no disrespect to it i just i don't know i guess i feel like there's some there there's many more things to recommend uh, beyond the Rolling Stones. I have a question for you. Okay. Does, do the Rolling Stones still feel like a band that you'd benefit from making your own playlist? Uh, for me, yeah. I think so. But, I think for me, for sure. But there are songs that I know that were never singles yeah. because they got so much radio play. Mm. So I think that there could be songs on albums. Could be that some could hidden be gems. Good. Yeah, so yeah. who knows? Maybe look up Rolling Stones playlist. In the could do that. Google or whatever it is now. It would just YouTube. be people's playlist that they've made, but we'll see. Maybe you'll find some rare ones in there. Uh, I did make that playlist of the Jock Jams for yeah. this podcast episode. Have people been using it? Yes, people listen to it, I guess, nice. because it's one of the few public ones playlists <laughs> that I have. So it is interesting. You're then. doing your due diligence for uh, <laughs> mankind. <laughs> oh, look at me go. So Sam, would you ever listen to this album again? No. Correct. Um, but my opinion on the Rolling Stones has gone up, and I'm a little bit softer on the Rolling Stones. So there has been some uh, uh, miles gained with this band. So zero out of ten all over the Rock and Roll Cats, the cat that was just in here and then left. Well, how many songs are on this album? Ten. Okay. Five and five. Is that how many it is it boils down to? <laughs> I have my next album up, so I didn't... Uh, yeah, so I'll give it a si five. I'll give it a five. A si five. I'll give it a syphilis five. <laughs> I'm gonna give this a. I think it deserves. I think it deserves a seven, at least because I would listen to it again. Again, not necessarily great, but good. And it's a sliding scale, so it will always uh, be different. But I think seven is fair for me. Uh, just I mean, that song alone. Da -da 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 -da. That's enough to give it a like. Yeah, you it got amps it up. shoes. Yeah. <laughs> it's interesting. Yeah, it is. Yeah, <laughs> he's not just. Uh, 
I realize he's more of a goofy guy than I gave him credit for, and a goofy in a way that can be enjoyable. Goofy in some ways that I don't enjoy, but goofy in some ways that I do. Definitely entertaining. Yeah. He deserves oh, yeah. his place in Oh, history. yeah. He's his own guy, too, for sure. You can never take that away from people like that. Describe this album in one word. Uh. Boring. <laughs> uh, enlightening. From, in my personal experience, this album was enlightening. I'm going to say bluesy. It ended up being more bluesy than I expected it to be. And it has that like southern blues to it. So it's a very specific sound mixed, you know, with British rock and roll. It's very interesting. Um, That's it as far as the album goes and as far as questions go. What's next, Sam? Oh, we're done with the Rolling Stones, everybody. And what's next is uh, a new album for Sam as well. Oh, that you've never listened to. Never listened to this. Okay, this is a very important hardcore slash punk band that is. Can't wait. You might like it. I don't know. I've never heard it. Uh, Hardcore. I don't mean like yeah, like this is early hardcore where it could be like throwing fist and kicking, almost reggae sounding. Okay, this is a band called Bad Brains. The album is Bad Brains. It came out in 1982. I'm telling you, it's one of the most important albums in punk rock history, and I've never, ever dived into it. So it's time to. That's what we're doing. All right. Yay! All right. I think it's also another uh, African-American punk group as well. Really? Yeah. And we all know I cried during the death episode. So let's see if I cry during (laughs) this. I forgot about that. Uh, Let's not forget that... We also went to a wedding where we heard a band play Sympathy for the Devil live, and that was very enjoyable as well. Oh, the bluegrass band? Mm -hmm. Man, I got so drunk that night in a good way. No, it was a good fun time. It was the most fun I've ever had at a wedding. Yeah, and I was dancing my ass off to a bluegrass band. (laughs) Yeah. Sympathy for the Devil. They They like darkness. There's a darkness to the Rolling Stones that I've never given credit for. And I think they may even be one of those bands that, like, stupid people be like, they sold their soul to the devil to get success. Oh God. <laughs> well, thanks for listening. Yes. We love you and appreciate you. Y'all. The new year is upon us, so uh, make make it worth it, man. Yeah. Don't just sit around and let life pass you by. Just, I mean, don't do what I do, basically. Um, but hey, at least I have the show. I do something in my yeah, life. Yeah, you do. You take care of the animals. Oh, we don't need to talk about me anymore. Uh, but uh, you guys just... Uh, you listen to me talk about golf. <laughs> you have a whole nother year ahead of you, if, unless you're dying soon. and uh, Which you could die tomorrow. So I'm glad that you at least heard this and you hear <laughs> us saying that we love you. And we hope you uh, you're all right. become dirt that we can use to uh, plant flowers with. Yeah. Yay, make yourself Which purposeful in 2023. They will also die. <laughs> because uh, dead flowers, it always happens. <laughs> Bye.